Well, hello, sister. Hey, it's the end of the week. Are you ready for another great weekend? I know how you love those weekends. <laughs> well, I, I've got some projects planned, so, you know, I feel like, you know, I'm going to be busy and productive this weekend, so that, that will keep me happy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. I I think we talked earlier, you know, I uh, last week I talked about wanting to do some more blogging, and this week has been so busy, I really haven't had a, a chance to, and I've got a couple articles in mind, so I'm going to be writing those and putting my thoughts together. That's cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I just want to be a slug this weekend and just chill out because I had such a busy week. You are all <laughs> excited to do more work. Well, I mean, it, it's more stuff that I want to do rather than the things that I yeah. uh, am paid to do. So, which is, you know, that's good too. Yeah. But speak. Speaking of writing and you know, free speech and all that. One of the topics that I told you I wanted to talk about was uh, kind of this ongoing controversy with Joe Rogan and Spotify and people pulling their music off of the platform and the whole idea of, you know, the role of free speech and misinformation and all that business. Yeah, there's, I have some thoughts on this. Um, I, uh, you know, have, an 18 year old in the house. And so, uh, and I don't know, I think he has listened to Joe Rogan's podcast, but I think maybe I listen to it more than he does. And, um, I said, writer, uh, Neil Young pulled his music off of Spotify. And he just said, like, so he knew a little bit about the controversy and he's like, yeah. And I don't listen to any of his music. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't matter to And him. I said, and then when, then the next thing I heard was Joni Mitchell pulled her songs off of Spotify and he's like, yep, same. <laughs> so <laughs> I just thought, um, you know, I, I haven't heard, I haven't like watched it closely, but has anybody younger and more um, culture, uh, oh, I hate to say culturally relevant because there's still lots of people that probably <laughs> like Neil Young and Joni Mitchell, but like of, the, of you know, a, like a gen Z or, no. you know, the in, in current generation. In, in in fact, you know, the memes are coming out now. I, I saw a meme on Facebook where Millie Vanilli removed their fake music from <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, I think the one um, is, so is, is it true? Like, I think Brene Brown pulled her podcast off of Spotify. Oh, I hadn't heard that. That's more relevant. Yeah, that hits more people. Um, But part of me, well, I'm definitely, this has been an eye roll scenario for me. How about you? How do you feel about people and their, I mean, they certainly have the right to protest in this way, but. Yeah, it it is. The one part that concerns me is the whole idea that, you know, people coming out with the pitchforks and saying, you know, that what he's saying should not be allowed. And 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 my, my thoughts there are somewhat nuanced. I'm not just saying he has blanket permission to say everything he's saying, but I, I, you know, I, I, I don't think you can paint with broad brush over just, you know, yank him off the air. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I think so. It, it's, 
in the current climate, there is only one narrative that is acceptable by a, you know, a core group of people here. And that just can't be the case. And I don't think that Joe Rogan is trying to destroy anybody by just having differing voices at the table. Like, I think that's the, that's what he brings. That's the best thing he brings with his podcast is that he'll give just about any reasonable person a voice at the table. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, that, and that's the, the point of it all, you know, many voices, many viewpoints and things like that. Um, you know, and, and again, I'm not agreeing with everything that he's saying. I, but I do support his, you know, right to say certain things. Um, where I pull back is, you know, when he's promoting, uh, alternative remedies, you know, the whole ivermectin thing, really, you know, because I feel like, you know, the FDA should have some kind of say there, because when you are a pharmaceutical, you can't run a commercial and say, we cure this, we do this, you know, it, they would say, we treat for this, you know, they, they have to follow very strict guidelines to not overpromise on things. And so when you're talking about a pharmaceutical, I think, you have to show that level of caution as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're saying you don't approve of how he, uh, like I, so I might not be the most up to date with everything. So I know that when he had COVID, he got on, jumped on what, like Instagram or whatever and said what he was doing and all of that. And then can, continues to give poise voice um for people i mean i i've seen i've watched or well now because you can watch it and listen to it oh i guess you always could never mind (laughs) um but you know he has legit doctors who are on you know in the field and like relevant and academic scientific doctors who um you know they have interesting conversations so uh anyways yeah i mean i get I well specifically ivermectin, which I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know anything. But the people that have said that it it should be used, it has to be used early intervention. So yeah, and I I just you know when you are pro- promoting a pharmaceutical that is uh, designed for horses, <laughs> it's not designed for horses though. What do you mean it's not? Well, okay, so so no, in America, you can. That's they don't. It, so in other nations, you can buy ivermectin. For example, so I know somebody who knows somebody with family in a South American country, and they had access through their relative in a South American country to it was it's ivermectin is over the counter available for human beings because it's an anti viral or anti-parasite somehow what whatever yeah it's it a heart warmer for horses okay it's not that's not what it was created for in the beginning <laughs> okay oh gosh do we have to go back to well I, I know but see that's that's part of the misinformation thing i mean it's right it was it was i mean they they got some kind of award what kind of awards do do you get for drugs um 
I know. Oh man, I should have done some research if we were going to have this interesting of a discussion. <laughs> That's okay, but I mean, we don't have to get into the nitty gritty. I, I, I think that that it perfectly highlights. Well, see, Yes, it perfectly highlights. Go ahead, finish your thought. Well, it perfectly highlights the the problem here is that, you know, people are going to veterinarians trying to get this medication. Right, because, because they can't get it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Well, the same thing with hydrochloroquine or whatever. Yeah. Like, they, they stopped releasing it when, you know, early on when they said that that was a potential treatment and it, it it's all being controlled it's not like that those medicines don't exist they just kind of locked down control of it because they didn't want everybody yeah. and their mother to be yeah so yeah. Uh, you know i and i i think that's that's part of the problem but, but if these are things that could help then it's yeah <laughs> so he's just not letting those voices be drowned out that say this could help maybe this could this is a possible that that is a legitimate uh point to raise and a discussion to have for sure but you know i i feel and again i didn't hear that show i i've read the quotes uh, that have been reprinted in stories regarding it you know and that would be my, my only pushback is you know in the context that those types of things are discussed you know, maybe I don't think there needs to be a disclaimer or anything like that. But, you know, pharmaceuticals have to abide by certain laws when they're talking about their drugs because they can't make promises that, you know, aren't backed up by science. And, of course, you know, that hope opens the whole the, the whole discussion of, you know, is COVID necessarily backed up by science in the way that you know a lot of people question it so you know it, there's so much at debate here and i just yeah i i can see where well, that you know somebody could go on and say hey you know a, a you know a half a gram of cyanide a day will keep covid away you know and then people start going you know you'd hate to see you know that kind of stuff start going around yeah and harming people yeah i like i haven't I just think we cease to be America when you cannot hear a differing viewpoint. Yeah. It, that That is what I think really what our topic is yeah. about. I don't want to fight about or not fight or argue. I'm not <laughs> for I just it, it's the point is we're no longer America if, if there can only be one narrative. Exactly. That if there can only be one side spoken about. And we mm -hmm. this has been such a highly controlled um, topic, you know, I mean, it might as well be propaganda coming, you know, when you can only hear s certain viewpoints from the news desks and, and that kind of a thing. So, yeah, yeah. I listened to two, um, podcasts that, uh, on Joe Rogan podcast, one was with Dr. Peter McCullough and the other one was with Dr. Somebody Malone. I can't remember his name, but he's the one credited with a patent on the um, are, are in, what, it, what was it that they used to make the COVID vaccines? Oh, I, the mRNA, mRNA. Okay. That's what it was called. He, he developed that technology or he had something to do with that technology. Yeah. Anyways. So I learned a lot and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to listen to who else has talked to Dr. Peter McCullough. And so, um, do you like, uh, Brett, um, Weinstein, Weinstein, 
um, the Dark Horse podcast, he had a really interesting conversation with Dr. Peter McCullough, and he keeps his at less like an hour or less (laughs) instead of like three or four hours with Joe Joe Rogan sometimes. So, Well, that's – I mean we don't need to beat a dead horse um, too much on this. But, you know, I support the free – free speech rights and you know even neil young pulling us i mean that's fine i uh, that's you know what we should do justin what we should pull our podcast from Spotify. <laughs> can we send out a press release <laughs> in, in protest to people pulling their music and podcasts off of spotify <laughs> okay the counter protest uh n- no <laughs> i'm not i'm gonna say no <laughs> You don't think, well, see, like, that's basically the, the same effect that I feel like um, for Neil Young and Jody Mitchell. Like, yeah. it's fine. No. Most, you know, 80% of the music listeners on podcasts probably don't even know who you are. You know, they, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, you know, and, a, and as a side note, you know, I just watched a, a video today. My former boss, I, I worked for Congressman Devin Nunes for six years, the first six years of his um, time in, in office. You know, he's re- you know he resigned uh, as of December 31st to go uh, be CEO of the Trump, uh, what is it, Trump Media and Technology Group. Uh, and he did he did an interview just kind of laying out what what the purpose was what the vision is and everything like that and you know much to the same line of thinking it's you know opening up uh more avenues of communication and free speech and things like that and kind of pushing back against some of the political correctness that you see in the social platforms so um you know th- th- this topic in myriad ways is being you know talked about and and thought about in in ways that uh you know is new because of everything that's going on in our world you know misinformation yeah. and elections and covid and, and you know nobody knows who to listen to what to believe you know they pick their favorites and they run with it but you know some voices get squelched and uh, diminished, you know, in time. And so it'll be interesting to see what that evolves into with the Trump organization. Well, you know, you also just have the, uh, unfortunately, but maybe the the money side of this, right? So Spotify paid Joe Rogan, like, what, like a hundred million yep, or 100. something contract to have his show on there so that's the only place you can find his show and um how much like they're standing by him is that really out of any sense of loyalty or is it really just because he makes them a crap ton of money (laughs) you know yeah yeah i I mean i wish it was like a i wish i could have confidence that it was a principled stand but it's it has to just work out money-wise it 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 pays off for them to do this but but they're doing it. Yeah, so, when uh, you're in when you are in business, cash is oxygen. I mean, if yeah. the money dries up, you can't survive and the, the, you know, the whole reason you started something ceases to exist. So, unless or until somebody else as popular, or more popular comes along, you know, I, I feel like they're going to stand by him. So, yeah. 
Anyways, on to uh, speaking of words. Sorry. You know, free, <laughs> yes, words. free speech words and other words. Uh, you know, I uh, I finally got strong armed into uh, being a devoted Wordle uh, participant. Oh, you you consider yourself um, devoted? Well, I mean, I'm consistent. I've uh, I've done it for a week now, a little over a week, I think. Okay. Um, you know, you know, I, I'll credit most of it to you, but then when my youngest daughter daughter started sending me her Wordle results, uh, I I felt like you know what, there has to be a response. I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna let this go. I've I've got to see what it's like, get on board and and try it out. Yeah, I I'm on 19 days. I've done this. It feels like longer in some ways, but I still have my winning streak. I'm I am 19 for 19 as far as getting it before the time's out. And I'm a little scared because the more I invest in this, the harder it's going to hit me when on that one day, you know, it's coming for you when you are not going to get the word within the six tries. Yeah. So there isn't, there isn't a, it doesn't time you doing the puzzle, does it? No, you're not. Well, I mean, you just within the 24 hours, you can really take your time. Oh, that's not going to be me. I'm not, I mean, I sit there until I get it. Um, yeah. So, you know, you know how it, at the end it gives you your stats, right? So I'm looking yeah. at my stats right now. So I've never gotten anything on the first try, which that would be, I, yeah. I had a friend this week that did, and it just happened to be one of those words that, you know, I've heard other people even just use that word for their starter word yeah. every day, but I've never gotten it on the second try. And wouldn't you know, so I have been a, a Wardle ambassador um, and so I've got you doing it and I have a, a circle of people around me, including my 18 year old. And so he has successfully gotten it in two tries several times, like <laughs> three or four times. And I have never gotten it in my second try. So my best is I can get it by the fourth try, but, and then three tries is after that. Yeah. And then Six tries and then five tries. So for anybody who has no clue what we're talking about, uh, well, we talked about it a little bit, haven't we, on the podcast? Yeah, last week we talked about Yeah, so five-letter word, six tries, and each each try that you put in a word, it tells you whether or not that letter is, is in the puzzle, and if so, if it's in the right position or in a, you know, in a wrong position, and then you keep adjusting. I got. I got to tell you, I was I was slapping my head today because the combination of letters spelled three different words, and I I couldn't I didn't get it right until I did it on the third, well, it, the, the last try. So the was, sixth try. Uh, I don't know. Was it five out of six? No, I, I think I got it on the. Uh, yeah, maybe it was the sixth try. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had, I came out strong 
like I had four correct letters in the in my first try with my starter word, but then there was just a lot of directions to go. So it took yeah. me until the yeah. So it's what? Very, it's very interesting. But did you hear the news for what Mr. Wardle who created Wordle? What's that? Um, he sold it to the New York Times. Oh. <laughs> Well, it was only a matter of time. I like I mean, it's so many copycats have come out afterwards, you know. Now was the time to jump on it and sell it. Um yeah, I guess I'm happy for him. And I read somewhere he's even from Oregon or he's like a either a U of O or OSU grad. Um, if that's really true, I don't know. But um so good for him as a person, but I sure hope that it you know, you just know, like everybody's like, oh, now there's going to be ads or there, you know, because it it's just so simple and basic and easy and free. And you just realize like what this this little silly word game, it how it builds community. It's just yeah. crazy, yeah. you know, because people have this all in common um, or, you know, many people are as people are catching on. And so it's like a point of connection. Right. So if I was sitting next to a stranger, you know, like when, like in a doctor's waiting room or, you know, wherever, if you yeah. looked over, you'd be like, oh, Wordle, yeah, I play that too, <laughs> you know. I, I can't say that that has happened, but well, I don't he- – sit around strangers right now in this covid climate so. <laughs> well let, let me let me tell you two uh two interesting things i'll start with the least interesting of the two the least interesting is uh there is uh, i saw somebody had developed a uh, a wordle uh knockoff uh for chinese characters so there's a chinese version of this which boggles my mind but uh the the second Great benefit of this is I have never had my youngest daughter consistently text me every morning for anything other than yeah. this. This is the only thing. That, so for whatever reason, this this is our big connection right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I, sometimes I text her or call her and she doesn't respond for 24 hours. But with Wordle, man, she is on it. Yeah. I I think it, you you just want to share, you know, or at least show that you got it proof, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. And, and she's checking in on you, so is she giving you a hard time? With, no, like, she doesn't. You know, better or anything. No, she didn't give me a. You know, usually her results come in before mine, so it's not like she's in a position to you know rub my nose in <laughs> more tries than her. So. Yeah, I just. Um, it seems like I have three people that I share my that I end up sharing my Wordle score with, and I don't do everybody every day. One, but one friend that I got hooked on it, she's a very early riser, yeah. so I wake up and her results are on my phone. <laughs> so um, I try not to look at it because I don't want to turn it into a competitive thing. Like I have to beat her <laughs> yeah. number. So I just I know it's there waiting for me, but I don't pay attention to it till after I get my wordle. Well, um, until I get it. Yeah, you could really do some mind games with this. You know, if you posted your results and texted somebody and said, "Wow, this was so easy," or even say, "This one was so hard." I mean, it would. It it would send your mind in so many different directions. Right. I often I try to make it harder than it is so far. You know, like yeah. I've tried to do some really 
um, or I find myself trying to figure out obscure words and it's really, it's not complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think probably the best I'll ever do is maybe on the third try, I've come up with two starter words, you know, one, one word and then a second word. And it kind of covers the vowel consonant ranges of many words so that yeah. it at least tells me where, where the ballpark is. So do you put in one word and then put in a second word or do you just go from if any hints or, or right, right letters you get from the first word? Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I definitely, any hints I get from any correct letter, you know, I'm strategizing, you know, positions, okay. you know, number, you know, numbers of letters still left. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about it 20 different ways. Yeah. It's, um, it doesn't take a lot of time. I mean, well, I mean, sometimes I'll like just carry my phone around me with me, like, from the kitchen to like when I'm sitting down or not sitting down, but, just, but doing my makeup. So it, but I get it done before I leave for the day for yeah. sure. So yeah, it's fun. It's it, yeah. Yeah. It it, and like I said, it's going to be a very sad day on the day that I don't get it. I'm it, it's going to, yeah. So uh, if any listeners out there who are uh, devotees of Wordle, Send us your streaks. Yeah. Let us know what your streaks are. Or if you're just starting, send us some of your early results. Yeah, we'd love to see that. That You would email that to stonersiblingspodcast at gmail.com. We're, uh, have, a, have a prize. We want to give away. So exactly. somebody's got to email us. Yes. Well, if there's yeah. nothing else, I think we've talked out all the words today. Right. Hey, next weekend's Valentine's Day, so keep that in mind. Oh, yeah. Or not the weekend. I guess Valentine's Day is technically on a Monday. Well, here, here's – okay. Next Friday's podcast, three best tips for a successful Valentine's Day for me. Oh, no. <laughs> From you. Okay. I From can't me. wait to hear. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> You're gonna give us your three best tips. All right, I love it already. Yeah, I yeah I. So definitely tune in, tune in with a friend, <laughs> somebody who needs help. I, there you go. I I will guide you on your love journey. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, sister, you have a great day and a great you weekend. You too. All right. Stoners out. Stoners out.